Okay, everybody, welcome to Taco Tech live at T3 2022 in Denton, Texas. It is I, one of your co-hosts, Johnny Sanquist. And Tori Hoppy. And we are excited to chat with an old friend, John O'Connell, CEO of the Oasis Group. going man it's going great thank you so much for having me on the show i really appreciate it well hey man we are excited to hear about all the uh the cool stuff you've got going on this week so tell us what's new with with oasis group what do you have going on at t3 so the oasis group for the first time we've got a booth here at t3 things are just going great um we've got two sides of the business on the left hand side we work with large ras usually about two to three billion and up and on that side of our business, we're providing outsourced chief technology officer services and cyber incident response. So if something has really badly happened and you need to interact with, let's say, FINRA, the FBI, the SEC, we provide those kind of services on that side. And on the CTO side, it's mostly a lot of project-based work. So we do, we do project-based work and outsource CTO capabilities. So the projects that we do are everything from implementing data warehouses for some clients, which you'll hear me talk a little bit about here at T3, and then also providing um, the capability to move from platform to platform. The other side of our business is, is doing really well as well. Um, in that side of the business, where we offer outsourced chief revenue officer capability for fintech firms. So how do they understand this really diverse wealth management space? You know, What are some of the things that, for example, an RIA would be looking to purchase? In opposition of, let's say, uh, you know, a wirehouse or a TAMP, they're not going to buy the same types of products or even in the same way. In a lot of cases, the people who make those decisions are different. So we help on that side of the business with the, you know, fintech firms to, to really help them understand how do you do market penetration into this market? How do you attract your first clients? How do you service them really well, get a referenceable, and then go get a bunch more? And I think you left out the most important thing that you've been working on. Your book launched today, so congratulations to that. Let us know how we can find it, what is it all about, and how is it all tying into what Oasis Group is doing? So the book is called The Rise of the Activist Investor. And if you take a look at the investing that's happening today, you know, a lot of the clientele are aging, and that's why you're seeing this Everyone talk about the great wealth transfer and anywhere between 38 and 60 trillion dollars it's gonna transfer. That's gonna transfer to an emerging wealth class. And if you look at that emerging wealth class, and notice I didn't use the frame millennial or anything like that, I prefer emerging wealth class. So that emerging wealth class has got some different types of investors in it. You've got some investors that are graduating college that are saddled with college debt, but they're gonna be the heirs in this great wealth transfer. Then you've got some other really interesting graduates Let's take people, for example, that are graduating with, you know, in a STEM uh, field and have no student loan debt. I would call them super headers because they're not rich yet, but they're earning twice as much as their contemporaries who have graduated from college. All of these emerging wealth investors are very socially conscious. They've lived through social movements like Occupy Wall Street, Black Lives Matter, and they want their investments to really reflect their, their value system. So today you're, you know, throughout this conference and in the market today, you're hearing a lot about ESG investing. I think ESG investing is a good start, 
but that's really going to drive a huge growth in separately managed accounts and direct indexing. And those separately managed accounts and direct indexing will reflect investors' individual value sets. So the book is about if you, if you find like-minded people like this and you want to change the direction of a company, how do you do that? How do you um, amass a certain number of shares, which in the United States to change the direction of a company is only 5 to 7% of outstanding shares. You can acquire that number of shares with, say, an investing group that you may meet on a social media platform like a Discord channel, Discord server, and you can build this group, amass a certain level of, of uh, outstanding shares, initiate a proxy vote to uh, nominate your own board of member to a board of directors, and then from there, you can, in a democratic fashion, affect the direction of a company. And this is happening all the time. There's plenty of examples of it in the book uh, that talk about how investors are doing this today. This isn't very futuristic. This is happening now. Do you have a favorite example from the book or, or anything you want to like tease out for us and give us a just a deeper dive preview? I would say one of the best examples, and, and because it was quite topical, look at AMC. AMC is a company technically should be out of business if you looked at their balance sheet. Retail investors drove the price of AMC higher and higher, primarily initially to, to tap into guaranteed money from short sellers, right? A short seller, as you know, is guaranteed money if I buy on the other side of that trade. No matter how high the stock price goes, you have to cover that, that contract. So initially, that's what happened. But I think if you look at a lot of the movement, it was retail investors. It was the people who said, my local movie theater is an AMC. Where am I going to take my kids if this goes out of business? I met my sweetheart at AMC. What's going to happen if this goes? That's where I go like for anniversaries or for you know to just kind of reconnect. What happens if that goes away? Because that stock price got driven up so high, AMC released shares that they had in reserve. They took the proceeds for those shares at a very high stock price. They took all those proceeds and paid out uh, paid, you know, paid off a lot of the high interest debt that was significantly affecting their balance sheet. So if you, if you look at that as a microcosm, there's a great way where uh, retail investors have affected the direction of a company. And you're seeing it now too. If you look at, you know, the Exxon and engine number one, that's another great example where an activist investor changed the direction of a company. The Starbucks issues with say on pay where the Starbucks CEO is being paid so significantly higher. So you're seeing this happen right now. And I, I do cover some of those examples in the book. So if people understand, this is this is real. And I love that your take on the generational wealth transfer is marketing to people, you know, our age, because we have screamed about it for years that, you know, we are the next ones that are going to take on this wealth. And we are in our highest income years as well. So like not only are we going to inherit a large sum, we're actually driving a lot of money into the retirement space and they're not taking that into account either because they're just like, yeah, you guys are still quote unquote babies, which, you know, the oldest millennial is hitting their 40s, right? So, you know, they're not babies anymore. They, they have babies of their own. And this whole idea of them not being prepared for our way of thinking, it has got to change. We aren't the traditional 60-40 portfolio investors we want our money distributed in different ways right like you said the retail side of things most of us have um you know some some sort of trading account that we do ourselves crypto is a big one um rally road um for example like we're getting into these non-traditional assets and advisors aren't taking those into consideration because they're just looking at what they have now instead of what's coming at them i completely agree Tori. and you know 
when people look and say, well, millennials, millennials is that are actually the highest savers if you look across generations, right? So right now, in, for people who are still alive and investing, millennials save more than any of the other uh, age groups. Think about not just the amount of savings that they're doing, but they do want a much more diversified portfolio. They do want to, to be able to invest in different things that are meaningful to them. There's investments right now. You can invest in, for example, music catalogs. You can own a percentage of a person's music catalog, right? If you have an artist that means so much to you, that is an absolutely viable investment because you know that investment's going to grow on average. That investment's going to grow over time. You know, you can take a look. There are people that will allow you to invest in Irish whiskey or Scotch whiskey, you know, which are partial investments. These are not, you know, th these are alternative investment classes that are very meaningful to an emerging wealth class because they feel like it reflects their values or reflects the things that they care the most about. And I think advisors, the book is geared towards how can an emerging wealth investor become an activist investor. But it is also a, a, a way for an advisor to understand what are people really thinking in this emerging wealth class? They're not looking at in investing the same way as an aging client tell does. And if advisors don't begin to understand that and take that into account, unfortunately, you are going to see, you're going to see a continuation of the trend where 80% of the money leaves when the parents pass away and the heirs get the money. And that's not a sustaining model for any advisor. They've got to do things differently. Yeah, I think all those new forms of alternative investing are so fascinating. Like you mentioned investing in bourbon, like there's that VinoVest, which is a new platform that's really cool, which lets you invest in, in wines. Um, if there was a platform to invest in tacos, obviously Tori and I, we would do that. Um, so, it, you know, let's get, let's get into the taco portion of the show. John, favorite tacos in America, go. So I will admit, I'm, I'm transitioning from becoming a meat eater to a vegetarian. Um, thank you to my children for that. Um, so if you would have asked me before, I would have said a phenomenal carne with chicken and bacon. Uh, now I have to say it's more of a black bean burrito that I'm going to go in for. You know, nice, big, juicy, you get to really bite into it. You know you're eating when you're eating a good bean burrito. I feel like that's an acceptable choice, right? Like you could do veggie fajitas and we, we can make something out of this veg, veggie side of things. Um, we are huge um, carnivores on this side of the table, I will say. Um, we annihilated some what they were calling Dentin Cali burritos, I think, um, to the, it does not hold a candle to the original California burrito. But it was pretty good. So we can get behind this veggie veggie side of things. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Well, I will say, Tori, there are Capitol Grills and Ruth's Chris Steakhouses in the Northeast that are crying due to my transition. I, I understand. Um, I feel like we are, my family and I are moving from California to Dallas here very shortly. And my uh, taco stand that I have gone to for many years, I think the man is going to literally cry the last time I walk in. So I am placing, you know, a catering size order to take with us so we can freeze it. But um, I definitely feel that sentiment. Like they're going to be crying when we walk out of town. All right, John, that's going to wrap it up for us. Before we go, tell everybody, how do they find you? How do they find Oasis Group? What's the best way? So you can find us um, on the web at www.theoasisgrp.com. And then my author website, which has the pre-order of the book, 
is www.john-oconnell.com. Just like the street in Ireland, O'Connell, that's, that's how you spell it. All right, we will drop those links in the show notes. We'll be back with more episodes from T3, everybody.